Hello, hello, hello. This is the Nerd of Godcast, and we just got back from watching Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. I'm Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things fantastic, faith filled, and forceful. Uh, but I'm not going to do it alone. With me, as always, is Steve O Supremo. What up, what up, what up? The big man, Quentin Neff. What up? Official Ness, EJ Nieves. It's your boy. One half of the twins, Jackie Wilson. Hi. And the Nerd of God kid, Christian CT Rockstar. What's up, dude? And we're going to talk about Star Wars. So, real quick, first, in, uh, first impressions go i loved it and i hated it yeah we heard uh, what else what, what do you got steven i didn't hate it at all i love there's moments where i thought i could hate it but overall i really love the movie all right so let's break it down a little bit so the scene opens up uh star wars episode eight it definitely looks like the resistance is on the ropes and by the way we're going to be spoiling the heck out of this so please if you haven't seen it or you're sensitive to spoilers um now would be the time for you to switch over to i don't know another show like the christian nerd or something like that but for now we're going to be talking about this thing so that, so the resistance is on the ropes yes this is not That's crawl information not, this crawl information you are uh, this is a bad time if you're if you're a good guy um, and, and what do we see? We, all the stuff that we see from the trailer starts right at the beginning. We know um, we got to find Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's where the, we left off last time. And that's where the movie picks up. Here's a lightsaber. What happens now? It seems like it's almost, almost like immediately. Not like uh, Empire where it takes place a short amount of, short amount of time after. No, they, this is almost immediate. Immediate. Yeah. It starts with that scene. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now, now, what were some surprises for you guys watching this movie? Things that you didn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect a, a, uh, a, a boss uh, ship right off the bat. Oh, yeah. That, uh, what, was, what did they call that? The Dreadnought. The Dreadnought. Oh, that, that was, was so that bad. Was, that was a boss oh, ship that so lasted cool. all of five minutes. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect when Leia fell out of the ship for her to that, use, for her to use mm. the force to get back into the ship. Yeah. I did not expect that. See, I thought that was that, when they were going to just kill her off. No, yeah. but... I thought it was a little bit forced, pun intended. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, and we'll I guess we'll start right there because <laughs> um, Christian, you just jumped right to it. But yeah, the uh, that was my the to me the weakest part of the movie, and there was two was two parts that I two parts that I I kind of found like. Uh, and that one just seemed like. Remember the uh, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan when they killed Spock in the first few minutes of the yeah. movie? It was like, oh, there's your Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They, they killed Leia, and then she. Flew back into the ship. She forced her way back into the ship. Yeah, but we have no mm. evidence ever that she's got any kind of force proclivity. Mm. Well, she's, she's been, been force sensitive. She's been force sensitive. Well, she's well, that's, but, but she's been sensed as being force sensitive. I would say. Yeah, but we never see any. And I know twenty years has happened, but even if she trained in the force. She's blasted out into space in an explosion, and she's freezing in the void of space, and then she flies into the ship. I've never seen... I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a dragon fly. I've seen a house fly. But I beat unseen about everything when I've seen a princess fly in space with the Force. It's still cool, though. Yeah, I appreciated it. Yeah, I was glad that they didn't just randomly kill her off. I thought that's... Yeah, I would have been a little upset if that's how they were going to do it, Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do. One of the joys of seeing this movie with EJ is anytime anything at all happened, (laughs) he reacted to it with his hands. So when they blew (laughs) up her her, uh, 
bridge, EJ's hand's like, what? And then, like, later on... <laughs> Wait, when, like, this isn't a video podcast, so what do they do? They went, what? Okay. All <laughs> right, imagine so what, what the hands hand? would go with, with so what? We're, we're going old-time radio drama here, so whatever whatever <laughs> hand motion you picture, decide goes with picture what? Picture Ricky Bobby not knowing what to do with his hands. That was the motion that he made. I mean, I'll tell you that, well, I don't want to fast-forward too much. This is, near, sorry, this is near the end, so I guess I'll just wait. I'll, I'll pace it out to tell you the moment where my hands were literally in the movie theater, both hands in the air, like a touchdown got scored. So let's just talk about our favorite parts. Our favorite parts or our least favorite parts? Uh, our favorite, favorite parts. Favorite parts? I'm, I'm going to go put you in the corner, Neff. You're, you're walking into this thing. The minute we walked out of the theater and, and I, I asked everyone, I said, okay, please just let's hold our comments till we're around the microphones and wait a few minutes. And Neff was just like, I can't wait to rip this movie apart. I can't stand how much things I have, many things I hated about this movie. Because I really like this movie. <laughs> then why do so, why do you hate? Then why do you hate it? Things that I hate about it. I Did you? Really are they stupid reasons why you hate it? Are you? Are no, you mad because of the shirt that stupid things that I wish they didn't do with it, and they did it. And yet, Neff is still just mad that they didn't. You know, the Green Lantern was a bad movie. That's <laughs> he's just mad at all movies that aren't DC Comics movies that he arbitrarily wants to like. So let's talk about what we did like about the movie, and then we'll give Neff a chance to drop trowel and poop all over this I'm one. Gonna poop so hard. Okay. And then I'm going to oh. clean up that poop. That's okay. a weird thing to say. All right. <laughs> weird. You heard it here first. Right along. Only on the Nerd of Godcast. We, we not only poop, but we wipe. Jackie, what did you love about this movie? I loved the hope that it gave me, and then it took away with um, Ray and Kylo, the whole bit in the end with uh, Snoke, and the whole turn that they did, like, ah, yes, we killed him, and now we're going to fight. And that was, it was a great moment. It was such yeah. a beautiful moment, beautifully shot, beautifully done. I loved it, and then it just broke my heart at the end of that. So you wow. have... I, I, I saw the, the double swerve coming. I mean, I, knew, I did too, here's, but here's, it, I enjoyed here's it. Here's the thing, and spoilers, I don't know how many times I want to say spoilers. Just don't even bother saying it. But at, at that point, when they kill Snoke, 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 what's his name? Snoke. 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 He is, uh, when they kill Snoke, they, uh, I wasn't saying. it's like, okay, well, they're not going to leave you without a bad guy for the third one. Yeah. So as soon as, mm. you know, I'm like, well, obviously they're going to set up Kylo mm-hmm. to be the bad guy. But they had Armitage Hux. They had Armitage Hawks. They need somebody. He I'm he just kidding. kidding. He kidding. Yeah. <laughs> kidding uh, but that moment when they turn back to back to start fighting all those guards, yeah. it's very reminiscent of the prequels because that's the only time you got more than one one Jedi. Whenever they would fight, they would turn back to back to protect each other. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice. I don't know if that was a callback to that, but that's where my mind first went to, and I really enjoyed at least a subtle like we got each other's back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of callbacks, the mus- musical themes just used mm. throughout. Because, I mean, Star Wars has such a rich history yes. with cinematically and musically. It just, as a band nerd, it makes me very happy when I hear and see certain parts of the movie and they make callbacks to Leia's theme or Han and Leia's theme. I like, like it just. Mm, I like that, heart. too, but at one point it was almost annoying. It's like, okay, every time we see Leia, we have to hear her theme. It's like, yeah, we do. Right, William, stop phoning yeah, it in we and do. give us something. She died, man. All right. Yes. She, <laughs> Carrie Fisher is dead. Let me hear You're it. supposed to feel it when you see her. No, no. I didn't oh, want to say that I, I didn't like it. I just, towards the end, well, I was kind of like, okay. Like, I. But at the same time, there are moments where they did they did it again and again, and I was not mad at it. Every time I hear Luke's theme, I am not mad at that. Makes my heart happy. Yeah. What did you like, Tony? Um, this I'm, I want to just before we move on, I wanted to agree with you, Stephen. I, I in my mind, as there were so many scenes in this movie that made me feel like this was 
as, as many criticisms as were lofted towards The Force Awakens as being kind of a, a, a shot-for-shot uh, callback to the original trilogy, this one felt very prequel-ish in a lot of ways. How so? Uh, this, I'll explain. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> this one felt very prequel-ish, and, and even just their little their little jaunt to the casino planet. Mm. You know, it, okay, we have this sort of city scene. We didn't see a lot of uh, industrialized uh, city societies in the first few Star Wars movies, but we did see them a lot in Coruscant and other other places on, on in the prequels. And when they're in there, they they uh, even with like the large animals, I don't remember what they were called, but you know the the giant um, space horses, uh, space horse Hammer, puppies. Space it, it looked horses. like the thing from uh, Shadow of the Colossus or uh, you know Final Fantasy fifteen. It was just like hey, or Falcor the uh, the Wish Dragon. <laughs> it was like, like big cute dog face tauntauns. And uh, okay, so it, it felt very much like that. That, that. So there was a lot of prequel, definitely the, the back-to-back lightsaber action. There was just a, tons of moments like that. I kept feeling like Benicio Del Toro was going to like pull out some death sticks or something like that and start smoking them. And it was like very uh, Lucasian in its, uh, in, in its feeling in, in a lot of moments. I honestly thought that Lando was going to be the... Uh, so did that I. That was my thought, too. When they, they, I thought he was... I was like, that's a perfect moment to have Lando come back. Yeah, but didn't, wouldn't that feel a little Muppet Baby-ish? Like, oh, Maybe. look, and everybody's back, and we're all well, together Lando again. still Maybe. exists. How do you, well, we don't know he that. Could, he could be dead, but yeah, they have not said dead. that he's dead. Well, Billy Dee's he alive, so... He, help, he helped out with the, uh, initial rebe- the original rebellion, so he could... In theory, still help out with this one. True, but would you, would you have been a little disappointed? Wouldn't it have felt like a little on the nose if they went and found Lando? I wouldn't have been mad. I did. I would have seen it coming because that's what I expected. Right. I was glad that they had. And at the same time, like this movie still has a lot of callbacks also to Empire, including Benicio del Toro uh, helping out the the good guys and then immediately turning them over to the bad guys just like Lando did. So he filled Lando's shoes. In in that regard, I think that there's definitely a line drawn in the sand in Star Wars mythology. Um, The one thing, and I don't know that it bothered me too much. Do Do you guys remember what we talked about going into the theater I said I had to I have to say this before we watch this movie because this movie might change my thoughts on this I said if it wasn't for the Jedis and the Sith if it wasn't for the lightsaber wielding people in these movies um, they could set up a serious movie about the the political balance between the resistance and the new order uh, the first first order they and and you could really take sides and say I agree with this side or I agree with this side and there could be people that would be legitimate fans of one side or the other it wouldn't have to be Avengers versus Loki and you just know the white hats versus the black hats the blue lightsabers versus the red lightsabers it wouldn't just have to be good or bad or or uh, you know you just we it doesn't matter if you agree with the principles of the first order they're the dark side and you're just gonna cheer against them because they're the dark side and that's just what it is um, but when you when you started seeing the lines blurred between mm-hmm. good and bad in, in, in this movie, I think that after Rogue One, you you have a whole new Star Wars. It's not going to be just the light side and the dark side. Rogue One really blurred those lines in that the rebellion were not really good people in the first Star Wars movie prior to the the hope. Part that happened at the end. I mean, they were spies, and they were, you know, kind of undercut. They were dirty. They were, um, 
they were just sort of a ragtag group that was not noble, that was not honorable, that was not just, you know, righteousness all the time. I mean, Cassian straight up kills his dude because he's going to get him caught. That's what I'm saying. So, and and you, you see that happen all the time. When Benicio Del Toro's character comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, they're weapon smugglers. Look, TIE Fighter. Look, ATST. Oh, wow, and an X-Wing 2. Yeah. See, you know, they make money off both sides. It's not good or bad. It's mm-hmm. just the machine. Well, that was an interesting insight yes. into how Star Wars is a reflection of our own political culture and how mm-hmm. people are you know there, there there are no good guys anymore in the world so people don't really believe in light side dark side and we still cheer for the guys with the blue lightsabers but uh, it, it was an interesting turn to see star wars in a much more jaded light even when we kind of wanted to cheer against laura dern's purple haired admiral okay, now that's all i was about to say did anybody else think that she was totally going to turn on yeah, everybody I did, yeah I did. Uh, but she totally didn't and well, i was what, like that's awesome they tried to make you think that because every time she was on screen they played very very dark tones mm-hmm. they're very very low tones and i was like okay they're they're trying to make me think this with the music so I don't know if I should expect her to turn or expect a swerve where she ends up not turning at all. Steven, you you are so cynical. You just I'm just, I don't know, but they're gonna definitely do something different than what I think. I I, was, I, I my mind wanders when I watch movies. Not in a bad way, not like, like a board, but I I think in stories. So Jackie, what do you think? I just know I have a new cosplay. <laughs> and that is you're gonna purple your hair up and again be Laura Dern. <laughs> yes. Or be a porg. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about Porgs. Yeah, yeah. They were cute, they were and cute. then they were not. But then I was like, they're the Ewoks of this No, movie. no, no, no. Porgs, no. Porgs st- stood to basically relieve the Ewoks of, uh, of their time-honored tradition of being the characters that you in, were endeared to and then sick of by the end of it. Yeah, I was, after like the third Porg joke, I was like, okay, I'm done when with the Porgs. Porg, okay. When the, like porg the Porg roared with Chewbacca the first time, I was like, that's, that's really cool. That's so cute. cute. They did it a second time, and I was, I was like, like, it's a little too much. Okay, wait, you did it a second time now. And they're all up in the Millennium Falcon now. What are they, Tribbles? I'm and not I sure. I thought yeah. the same thing. Uh, like, is, uh, like, just a they killed thing. the joke so quickly. There, like, was, there was a great moment when we were watching it when you first uh, see the Porgs, and the, Luke throws his lightsaber behind, or his dad's lightsaber behind him, and it's laying on the ground, and there's two his Porgs. Two looking at it. His father time. wanted him to have it when he was old enough. Yeah, but he never said those words. And he's, anyway. I hate you! <laughs> I hate you! Also, give my son his lightsaber for me. Thank you. I hate you, though. I'd do it, but I don't have any hands. Because <laughs> of you. I hate you. <laughs> so, you have one Porg, like, looking at, like, the hole of the lightsaber where the, where it comes out, and then another one, like, tapping on the button that turns it on. And I was like, don't and, do and it! And Jackie goes, no, don't do it. And I'm like... Jackie, they're they're fake animals. <laughs> it was I cute. It was cute in the beginning. Don't kill the Borg. They just kept bringing it Borg? on. I'm like, guys, too much. I I'm not hating on that. If I'm, that's not my least favorite thing about the movie. But I could have used a little bit less Porg. And that was the thing. I think I think that I went into it already kind of done with Porgs because they pushed them so hard in the merchandising yeah. and marketing ahead of time yeah. before we knew or cared what they were. And then the other day was like, take your Porg to work day. Really? Yeah. And it was just like, okay, I'm already kind of sick that they're they're that's shoving not, Porgs down my throat. That's not organic. I want to buy a Porg pop. Yeah. We, you want me to, I want to fall in love with the character and then be like, oh, I pop. need to have a Porg. Yeah. Instead of, oh, you think I need to have a Porg, so now I don't want a porg. It's for shoving porgs down my throat. No, what I do want is one of those crystal deer looking things. Those yeah, are those, are cool. oh, yeah. those are cool. Those are cool. Kind of like a Pokemon. Yeah. Like Jolteon. <laughs> it didn't look like Jolteon, like a crystal Jolteon. Yeah. So, or Glaceon. What else did we love about this movie? I, um... How do you feel about Luke Skywalker? Oh, I... I, oh, I, I was... I, he was I, a, he I thought was I was going to get annoyed with him, 
because of how like because of all of his other appearances in all the other Star Wars movies. But <laughs> I really I he was he was bad in this movie. He was so complex. He was yeah. because I totally get it. Like he feels a responsible for Kylo, and he's like, if I just die, if I die here on this planet, then it will start to unravel. There'll be two. It'll be me and Kylo, and then once he's done. Then it's done. Like we don't have to worry about it. Just leave me alone so I can die. But clearly, the force is not done. Oh no! no. But that's what annoyed me though. And one thing I really enjoyed about this movie was how they explore the powers of the force more than we've seen. Mm -hmm. Like even just with like the mind melding of Kylo and Rey, which I'm glad they explained how that was done. I'm glad it wasn't just like a throw. It wasn't just oh, the force learned some new tricks. It can. It's it's good. It's got free long distance. Mm -hmm. And And, uh, and you can fly through space if you're cold enough. And. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even though even though we're not gonna see any more of him, uh, Snoke was bad to the bone. Like, yeah, so, I did like him specifically a lot. when his hologram slammed Hux to oh, the ground. Dude, yeah, when I that like, happened, I was like, now, was really it did make a little more sense when they revealed. I think that he was wasn't he on that ship? No, yeah. he, no, he, no he wasn't on the ship. Okay, all right. But also, I mean, if he's powerful enough to put these two minds together yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time it's like if he's powerful to do that why wasn't he powerful now why couldn't he figure me, out where she was well no not they, that it was that Kylo of... that Kylo was turning the yes, lightsaber that's a, that but, whole part but I think I think you it got was, me monologuing you was dirty because, dog because he, Kylo tricked him Kyle Palpatine. Well, well, he well he's like I sense your resolve. Yes, that I, you're I, turning your weapon on a foe. So he was he was doing sensing that he was doing the but, thing. But oh, yeah, yeah he, he totally Spengalied him. That was yeah. exactly what yeah, he did. Yeah, and I and I thought I was gonna get mad. I'm like, no, that's a, that's because Kylo. Kylo's and, not stupid. No, he's not. He's a he's a, a little man he's man moved, boy, he's but he's, he's but he's, he's not a stupid. Child is what he is. Throwing but, tantrums. But he loves deeply. He's passionate about I don't know the dark side or whatever. Child. He wants to be Darth like Darth Vader, Vader and then he, he's told straight up, "Yeah, he's Anakin. Anakin. you're never gonna be Darth Vader." No, he, Kylo is way more sympathetic a character than Anakin he's ever. He's what was. Anakin should have been. Did you not see his his outfit that he was wearing when he fought Luke? Was very similar to Anakin's outfit on Mustafar in Episode Three. It's also very it's similar black to, Luke's, to Luke's outfit <laughs> well, no. in Return of the Jedi. Well, no, so, okay, no, 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 no. Styles different. Yeah, yeah. Since we're here, though, I mean, that, that moment where he was trying to take her hand, it, does he want to be with her or just have an allegiance with An her? allegiance. It, okay. it's, it's mirroring, because this all this, these Star Wars movies, I'm assuming that the this new trilogy is mirroring the original trilogy. So, like, in the first one, in, in A New Hope, Obi-Wan dies. In Force Awakens, uh, Han Solo dies. Yeah. They're both, they're not the main character. They're the old man that's helping to bridge our main character to their next moment, and they die. And yeah. this one, in an Empire, you have Darth Vader, who's trying to take his son, who is kind of almost there with the Force and with his training, but not fully there. And there's something in him that is not controlled yet. Yeah. And he's trying to, you know, join me, and you and I can rule the galaxy as father and son. Very mirrors that moment when Kylo's like, you know, join me, and we can rule the galaxy. And together, and and not worry about the Sith, not worry about the Jedi. We can just have you know, uh, un, like whatever it is, no light, no dark, where it does gray. And but she is like, no, like there has to be a balance. And going with you, there's no balance, and it throws him into a, a fizzy, and then they break uh, the lightsaber in half. Yeah. Which that I was I was so upset when Luke. I'm going all over the place now. Mm. So. 
I'll, I'll save this when we get to it organically later, but I, I have a, a qualm. It's too late now. I had a qualm that was resolved. Okay. Yeah, you had a qualm because it's like, where'd Luke, Luke get that lightsaber yes, from? Yes, I'm like, where'd he get that lightsaber? You didn't say, hey, he why, why is his hair cut and why, why is his, gray, beard, his beard not gray yeah, anymore? I was, yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I did like, ask myself that. Stuff. I was like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking at him going, whose lightsaber is that? And that's... That's and, that's Anakin's lightsaber. Hundred percent Anakin's. Yeah, so I'm like, how did he put that back? Ah, uh, so when when Kylo came at him with the lightsaber, I went, yeah, he ain't gonna hit him. Is what's yeah. gonna happen? And oh, because he's not really there. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I didn't expect Luke to uh, ascend into the Force, but uh, I thought it was really good how they tied it all back to the, the whole the original. I mean, Luke was very Obi Wan Kenobi in this. That's what I was at the end. He had happen. to build to that. Yeah. Yes. But um, I, I, it was still Luke. That's what it was. And I did. I loved e- even like his quick little wink at C three PO. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! You think that three PO knew he wasn't really there? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Can C can three PO sense life forms? I uh, I would imagine yeah. he so could. So I would assume that he he's like I'm seeing Master Luke. Yeah. So he kind of. But kinda, it's not Master. Yeah. Luke. He kind of gives him the the quick wink. I mean, there was. Yeah. The, okay. And that was that was a great thing. Oh. Like even Luke, a stodgy old. You know, hey, you kids, get off my lawn, Luke. <laughs> when he saw R two, he he warmed up. Oh, he's, he's that my oh, that was old friend. I when 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 R two plays, Leia's the, he's like up. that's I, like, like that's I, a I, cheap I, move, I, man. I, I even I, I'm like tearing up. I'm like, why I, I am why am I getting so emotional at this? Why am I getting? That's the realest young Leia Leia I've seen since the original trilogy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it was including Rogue One. That was a great move, and it was so it was very very well crafted. I'm like yes. that was that was a good move. Good job, R2. And R2 is definitely taking a back seat in this trilogy. Yeah, so yeah. He showed up for like he's five a cameo seconds. guy. That's they got BB-8. And I'm not BB-8. mad at BB-8. I mean, BB-8 is like BB-8 he, is my dog. He's very active. He's yeah. which it's cool because he's a lot more mobile than R2 is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, BB-8 took out a whole you know flight deck with in an ATST. Yes. So good job, BB-8. I love BB-8. Um, how did you feel about BB-9E? I don't know. They didn't really like. I want to see more. I want to. I I want to see more. I'm hoping that he somehow survived the the ship. But 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 he was actually useful. He wasn't just window dressing. Like he detected there was something wrong, and he he blew the whistle. And you know, so BB90 was was there. So now let's talk about a moment that I think Neff is getting ready to poop on. Uh And is I'm going to be honest with you. This was this was a very disappointing moment for me too, because I like. Star Wars a lot, but Star Wars has, they just go back to the well on a lot of different, like they have some tricks, some trademark moves, some good, some bad. Um, I, I love some of the editing things that we see mirrored back and forth. Um, if you guys remember in Jedi, there's a moment when uh, Vader's on the ship and they're flying to Endor uh, to, to disable the, the shield in, in a stolen shuttlecraft. And there's a moment where Vader senses Luke and Luke senses Vader, and it's the only time in Star Wars where this editing ha- is done, where it shows Luke's face, Vader's face, Luke's face, and he yes. goes, "I," he's like, "I'm endangering this mission." He, they know he knows I'm here. And they did it in this with Kylo Ren and Leia. Yeah, they did the Kylo's face, Leia's face, Kylo's face. They them sensing each other. Yeah. I thought that was a really great callback. But Star Wars has one thing that they do: they create amazing characters with tons of intrigue brilliant character design and layers upon layers of potential and then they kill them yep. they kill them in a, in a very just non like a chump. I, just like a chump and a like pit or and, fiery ball and that's and that's cut it you, cut in half oh, throw, thrown uh, down half. Yeah, or, or the sarlacc pit uh, so let me tell you what I was hoping for more of and I'm glad that there was a moment but that moment was all too short 
And I can't wait. If if in episode nine, burnt and disfigured, she crawls out of the belly. I, I don't like what they did to Captain Phasma. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Tony. I want to speak on this a little bit. It was like awesome that. to see her with the hand-to-hand combat. In action. It was awesome. She was, was great. An that, that amazing spear moment, thing but I just want to say had. that. Yeah, I was very disappointed with that. A literal double-edged sword. And you have to, I mean, Phasma is the best warrior in the galaxy. Yeah. I, and, and as much as they hyped up, like Poe Dameron flying that X-Wing in the mm. opening battle. He's the ace. He, he is the ace. That's you yeah, know uh, Starfighter that good since Anakin. Yeah, he's one heck of a pilot. Uh, he is one, and and without the Force, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean he's you know that's he he takes Wedge Antilles and pushes him way down the the list. But uh, Phasma is the best warrior in the galaxy. Finn and and you know what Finn got his rear end handed to him in a one on one fight as well he should have, mm-hmm. but he pulled the old Marty McFly. He did. <laughs> came one hundred percent. Came up out of the pit, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And and knocked her in there. Now I, it was interesting that they showed her face a little bit That's through the mask, especially eyes. after yeah. after what's rose shoots her with a blaster and it just bounces right pings off her right oh, off so of her. Cool. Now now I don't know if I, I talked about this on the show or not, but I did read the Phasma book a couple weeks ago, and her sh- her sh- uh, armor, her mask, her armor is coated in the hull of Emperor Palpatine's Naboo cruiser, the the chrome cruiser from the prequels. Uh, in, in the Phasma book, which is canonical, uh, she takes the remnants of that cruiser, which was Armitage Hux's father's ship. He had he'd taken that ship and repurposed it as his own cruiser. And she went back to the planet that it crashed on and had it melted down and made into her stormtrooper armor. So she's wearing the hull of a starship on there, which is which is why those, those blasters were yeah. just deflecting off of her. Mm-hmm. She's a great, awesome, intense character. And... Then they killed her. She got boba fetted. They threw her into a fire pit. She got she, boba fed. I mean, I'm not saying that she ain't dead because it looks like she's dead. However, you, she could that fire may just have been like shooting from the side. She could have fell through the fire and landed on something. You never know. As soon as it happened, my first thought was they gave her the boba fett treatment, and yeah. I was so mad at that because just like with boba fett, really cool. Like, and I had to re- you had to read the comics to really know about boba fett's like whole. Like lion, but even in the tiny bit that he's in the, the movies, the main films, you can see he's a bad dude. He can talk back to Vader, and Vader will just like Vader will, will kill people who talk back to him. But with Boba Fett, he's, there's like a level of respect because he knows what what he's what he's doing. Uh, if you read the comics, the Marvel version of the comics, it was Boba Fett bridging the gap between A New Hope and Empire. It was Boba Fett that found out who blew up the Death Star. Vader was had a mad on of who did this because the Force is strong with this person, and it was Boba Fett that ended up on Tatooine and came back to Vader and said, "Yeah, it's a kid named Skywalker," and that was uh, what that was why an Empire. Wow. Empire Vader, the whole opening crawl was just like, and now Vader just wants Skywalker, like he's crazy to get Skywalker. Well, of course he is, because now he realizes this is my son. Mm-hmm. So, but Boba Fett it was bad. I, I was at a party uh, about twenty years ago, and um, strange enough, Pete Mayhew and mm-hmm. Jeremy Bullock were there. Really? Yeah. So Pete Mayhew, who's Chewbacca, who was heart, Chewbacca, was Chewbacca. He was a consultant on this. Movie. Yeah. Uh, he was barely Chewbacca in the last yeah. one. Well, no, like in the credits it said Chewbacca consultant yeah. Peter Mayhew. Pete, Pete, he can't walk anymore. Yeah, I mean, said, Porter can barely but, but Jeremy Bullock, who was Boba Fett, was there. And I remember having a conversation with him and trying not to be starstruck by this. In fact, I remember like when I found out they were there, I left. And I drove quickly to Walgreens. <laughs> it's a true story. I drove to Walgreens. It was when the Power of the Force figures were, were, were just coming out again. So they were just releasing Star Wars figures. This was, uh, yeah, about 20 years ago. And uh, I, they had, no joke, dude, they had a Chewbacca and a Boba Fett. 
and I bought them. And at Walgreens, you know, Walgreens, they don't sell cheap toys, but it was like, no. I, even back then, it was like $10 for those figures <clears> when they were like five at the store. But I, uh, I bought them, brought them back to the party, and I was just like, hey, do you guys mind signing these for me? So I, I do have those Power of the Force figures hey, signed dude. by those guys. And nice. it, was, it was a great memory, but I remember talking to, to Jeremy Bullock and saying, hey, um, why, why do people like Boba Fett so much? Like, what's your take on that? You've been around the world. You've talked to, to people. Yeah. Um, what's people, because people are fascinated by this character who has like three lines mm-hmm. in, in the movies. And he goes, that's exactly it. And he's, you know, really got this cool, like British voice, you know. And he's like, that's exactly it. He's, he's mysterious. Yeah. And, and he yeah. always leaves people wanting more. You know, people want to know what he's all about. People, you know, he, he's efe- efficient, and, but it's the mystery that draws people in. So that's what that was why I as soon as I saw the prequels when I'm watching Attack of the Clones they're like oh he's a clone of a uh, <coughs> Django he's a baby clone oh, Django is cool and his no he's not Django's cool Django. J- what, which part his his body or his head Django all, J- all Django is is oh. fan service to people who like Boba Fett Django killed sick Jedi. Django's cool. Yeah, um, and, and and his clones killed a bunch more Jedi's. That doesn't mean anything. Those Jedi's were cannon fodder, and George Lucas wanted them to get killed because it was like a, they had to be killed by the end of the movie. In the same way that it, whether Anakin had real motivation to become Darth Vader or not, you knew he was going to become Darth Vader. And man, we got to get rid of his wife because she's not around in the original trilogy. So let's just have her die of a broken heart. George Lucas is a terrible writer and a terrible filmmaker. It's called My Career Peaked with um, with the first Star Wars and crashed with Howard the duck we're done so 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 that being said phasma is a wonderful cool fascinating tough character that Mm -hmm. could have been explored in great ways or we can throw her down into a fire pit and she can just die in the in the star wars fashion of uh, of you know with with no effectiveness unless unless she like got in a ship or something too even if she did survive the fall that ship exploded Mm-hmm. Like so, she's yeah, in space. I'm, I'm her I'm mask is exposed. Yes, like, but Hux is... got out of there. Hux was on the ground floor with him. I mean, Kylo got out of there's. There was ways for people to get out. If she, if that was indeed a fire pit, then she's dead. But if it wasn't a fire pit and just happened to be fire that she fell through, there's a way for her to come out. At least she got her last word in there. At least yeah. she, you know, she got her. You know, you always were scum. Rebels. Rebels. Rebels but see, that was the thing. Like she got her line in there, but then he was, you know, oh, this is my line. Okay. By the way, new uh, new rebel uh, motto: Godspeed, rebel. Yeah. That was said one time, twice, Aww. two times, three times, four, five. Whatever. Okay. Deal. Sold. What just happened? I don't know. Do you have my card now? Is that what just happened? Yep. Okay. So let's talk about what we didn't like. Neff, go ahead. One at a time. He's like, Con- it was just, contain yourself. It was fast, but I didn't like fast, but I didn't like. How they made Snoke die so quickly. And so, like a chump, dude. Like a loser. He was so cool. Okay, he's pushing people with his finger. Mm-hmm. Pushing right around with his finger. Just doing whatever he wants. And then he can't... He's this all-powerful dude who can, like, put Huck down from, like, another ship. From, like, so far away. And yet he can't sense that the lightsaber right next to him is moving? No he's way, not, dude. He's monologuing. Listen, per- he's he- way too smart. He's way too... Like, he was clever enough... To make Ray think that he, that the connection was organic between her and Kylo, and that he didn't put it there. His overconfidence was his weakness. Yes, oh. and also, also number one, 
having somebody that's super overpowerful is boring eventually. Yeah. He yeah. was cool for this movie, but this isn't his movie. This isn't his story. Yeah, but this is Kylo's story. But they teased him so much in that la- in the last movie, like, oh, this mysterious snow guy. Now like, let's talk this, about this. this let, with the let, let me jump in with that, and that's one thing that I really appreciated about this movie was all the stuff that we left the Force Awakens going. Oh, I wonder about this. I wonder about this. Yeah. This they movie went. Guess what? None of it matters. Who's Snoke? Doesn't matter. He's dead. Who's Ray's parents? Nobody. No, I don't, I don't think Kyle, I think I don't think Kyle's telling the truth. Yeah, I think, I think that was thing. a tactic to get that's... her to. You think so? I, I don't. That, that, I yeah. don't think somebody can just be that powerful in the force. What about what about the little kid on the Casino kid, Planet? Yeah. Who, yeah. What was the deal? Is no, it no, the force? No, 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 no. The I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you Brim can't kid. just be force sensitive without having a Jedi bloodline. What I'm saying is, I don't think somebody can just be that powerful, just off the bat. Oh, your parents are drunkards, but you have super awesome power in the Force. But Ben Solo also has super awesome power in the Force, and he's from the Skywalker line. I'm just saying, I think Ben Solo knows the art of manipulation because he was manipulated by Snoke, and I think he knows he was manipulated by Snoke. But I think he's still thirsty for the dark side. So if I tell her that she has the opportunity to come from nothing to something, then she has the opportunity to be something great, just like Palpatine Damn. did with Anakin. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think that it's way more effective if that actually is true. And and he, because that's what makes Kylo such a great and compelling villain, is that he really does believe that what he's doing is right. He really believes in the First Order. Rebuilding the galaxy in a systematic and good way, uh, like in his mind, that's what Darth Vader was trying to do: was actually bring order to all of this chaos. In his mind, yeah, look what happens when people are, are Jedi's. They get like crazy powerful, like mad bent, and they try to kill you in your sleep, and that's not okay. I've got to bring this thing back to a, a level of look. Let's put some order to this. Let's get this thing right. It's way more effective if he comes to her with the truth really believing that he's doing the right thing rather than him because you said somebody ultra powerful is boring yeah but so is somebody that's like ultra disingenuous like let me lie to you about this so i can manipulate you instead of just like i am i am trying to save you i'm the good guy in the story and you don't understand it and everybody sees that that's not true except for him that makes him the best star wars villain but when has kylo given us the opportunity to trust him because he did the same thing in the first movie when he killed his father did why why do you think that and mirroring the moment when he killed Han Solo to the moment when he killed Snoke, um, what do you th- what what made you think he was lying when he was talking to Han Solo? I just I was I always took the look in his eyes that he made his decision before Han Solo. Yeah, and he needed Han Solo to help him. And he's like, I'll do anything for you. Then I need you to die. If you die, that will end this conflict, I feel. I feel conflict. I know what I need to do, mm-hmm. but I don't think I can do it. Can you help me? Anything. Good. If I kill you, this conflict will go away. Like, oh he's telling God. the truth. He's telling the truth. Like, I am so torn. I'm, this is tearing me apart right now. I have, One side has to give. And the easiest thing for me to do is get rid of you, and then I don't have to walk away from the thing that I that I feel like I belong to. See, the thing that I, I like that Kylo is so complex, and that he is dealing with so much, and they really like they do kind of explore that a lot in this movie. But one thing that I didn't like was that he didn't he didn't feel as like I wanted him to be cooler in this movie. Like he had that cool scene with Ray, yeah, but I felt like he made that switch so easily to the light side 
to help, like to help Ray kill Snoke. And I was really mad at that because I, I mean. Why do you think that because he I killed Snoke that he was light side? No, that to me, to me, that was what, that, and and that's why I think that we have this like investment in. Oh, he's kept fighting the bad guys, and now he's a good guy. Yeah, but then the real truth pulled back, and it was like, no, no. he's the baddest bad See, guy. I would have been upset if he truly went to the light side. Because I would have made the sixth movie, the ninth movie, boring. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he didn't. I'm glad he was like, forget the Sith, forget the Jedi. We're gonna start over. I'm gonna do it this way. You either go with me or you're against me. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Which I like, but at the same time, it was just. I really wish he hadn't had that moment where it felt like he was going with Ray. Like, I think that was a that, that added to it. Yeah. That was that was that was. It felt, but I I saw him kill like trying to kill Snoke coming. I saw it coming so far away, and I was mad that they went with it. I just wish they had just kept him going on like as the like I eventually killing Snoke. Like I would love to see him kill so, Snoke, so you, but as a bad guy, but that, not that, as a guy who's like I'm not with you anymore. That makes him such a a, a, a static character. That makes him such a two dimensional character. Of I, I just want to be the action figure. I'm just gonna always be mad. And now this is maskless version of me mad. And then this is me without my cloak on version of me mad. Like it, like it's just a paper doll. I love the idea that he stepped out of where he was and said, Yeah, now I'm I'm mad enough to actually do something and fulfill my destiny, which is to kill all you people because clearly I'm the only one who gets it. Mm-hmm. He he becomes the, the most uh, he he becomes a villain with conviction. And it's our mistake just like it was Ray's mistake because we always see the the story through the eyes of the naive protagonist. That's how we saw the first Star Wars movie was through Luke's point of view. But we were saying, "Yay, now he's a good guy." Just like Ray was saying, "Yay, now he's a good guy." And he's going, "Oh, yeah, no, I did this so you could join me. I didn't. I'm, I'm I didn't glad do he this. Went back because I was. He, mad. Never, he, never, he left. never left. That's but he never left. But he the way it, it, when it happened, I was mad that it felt like he was. But that was your. Stuff. That was that. That was it. That was a del- again misdirection. That was misdirection. That was the the, made, the it, storytellers that angered me. That was the director taking you on a journey and playing your own assumptions oh. against you. And so you're mad at the director. Well, I'm mad. I'm just mad at the way they. You're mad that you felt another for it. another thing that happened was um, when he was. Fighting Luke, and how like he didn't actually get to fight Luke, and he was—I just feel like they made him look like a silly, that was awesome. They made him look like a silly idiot. No, he—you have, he, have to realize in that moment, Kylo Ren doesn't doesn't want to blame anybody that's not him. So Kylo Ren went to the dark side, but Snoke manipulated mm-hmm. him. He'll admit that, and Luke tried to kill him, but. Kylo could have felt that Luke wasn't trying to kill him. Kylo's powerful enough that he could have felt, especially when he said, Ben, don't, like he told him to stop. So Kylo could have realized, but Kylo at that moment just wanted nothing more than to kill Luke Skywalker because that's the the end of this. Once he kills Luke, he can kill his mom and completely sever any ties he has to the right side. Yeah, I get that. I know So that's why he wants to, I know, but that's why he wants to fight Luke. I get it. But that wasn't a, hey, let's make Kylo look like an idiot. This is, Let's make Luke look like one of the baddest Jedi's ever. That Luke can fight Kylo from the Jedi planet mm-hmm. because you know what? Kylo wasn't an idiot. He thought he was fighting Luke. He hasn't seen Luke in but what twenty years. He didn't get to fight Luke. He he, he fell for a for a hol. But how is he? We fell for it too. That wasn't a hologram. That was just like when him and Ray were talking. That was a that was a mind meld. I know, but it, it just felt like it could have been way cooler if he had actually gotten to fight. What did you want to see Luke come out there and flip all over the place like Yoda at the end of Attack of the Clones? No, I just wanted, and then I get cut in half. 
By his nephew? That, that was, there's only one way out at, at that moment. Because when Luke came down there, he's like, I'm not going to try to turn him back. And I, when Luke came out there, somebody was going to die. Luke was going to die at Kylo's hands. And then we just, then we just hate Kylo instead of sympathizing I with just him. Glad that, and I'm glad that they didn't do that because I didn't want to see Kylo kill another, another person. And then, or <laughs> Kylo gets killed by Luke. And it's just like, okay, well, now what do we do? We got Armitage Hux and so you, oh, don't even have Phasma anymore. But at, the, but at that moment, you get... A tease of a battle, and it was a cool battle. It was quick, but you got to see Luke move around in a way that you wouldn't expect. You Luke got to, to see ATATs do this cool, like yeah. I'm moving my legs to the left and the right instead of the yeah. front and the back, like battle posture. They look like freaking Voltron lions. No. Oh, it's so bad. It was, no, it, it was good. Got excited. But I, I, I see what you're saying, Neff. You know, because part of me, part of me was kind of like, oh man, they didn't really fight. I, I get what you're saying. Neff. I was you know, but I, I, I thought it was a beautiful team. moment. But I do understand what you're coming from because I, I did want to see them physically go at it, and however it was going to end, I was already preparing my heart to see Luke die. Yeah. Um, I was preparing my heart because I didn't know what was going on. I well, didn't see, know who I like, know, it was a Force ghost, and he did, but he didn't. Well, see, I'm glad they he did, but he did. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't punk him out. I'm he, right. He no, died right. like Obi Wan died. He I'm, died in his own terms. I'm glad, and that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought when, because they once again they're mirror. This time they're mirroring a New Hope. When I I thought Luke was going to say, "If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly yes. imagine." He almost, I thought he, he was going to say that. He's like, "If you strike me down, then I don't even remember what he said." But he said the words, "If you strike me down," I'm like, "No, he's going to say it." But if you one, strike me down, you'll never get rid of me. Just like you're never going to get rid of your father. Yeah. Eat. I'm gonna haunt you so hard. Yeah. But what, I'm a one, thing I, ghost. one thing I appreciate, he wasn't even a force ghost at the time, but one thing I appreciated about the fact that it wasn't Luke in that battle was I didn't want to see a stunt double or CGI Mark Hamill do this elaborate fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad that it was a dodge, dodge, oh, it's not really me. All I'm doing is stalling you because I know you're filled with anger because you're angsty, because you're Kylo Ren, because you have child. because you left training and went to this dude who manipulated you. I don't know. Maybe I came into this movie being expecting more powerful people. Like I expected Luke mm-hmm. to be on that battlefield and about to like move an ATAT with the with the force. I expected uh, some I, I expect someone like Snoke be able to move the ships and in that are the, the rebel ships using the force yeah, you super you've, strong because i yes, saw what, them it, as it's been a long movies. time since you've watched star wars movies you've filled up with too many superhero movies but what, but what i'm but at, at that same time but what before seeing this movie what in the star wars universe made you think that people were going to do that other than yoda moving uh an x-wing that's which they showed uh, Luke's X-wing in this movie, in the water. and I was hoping that he was going to pull that up and fly I away. So I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't, man, because that thing needed to stay buried. It was after, a nice nod. After 20 a... years in the in the salt water, um, oh. it needed to stay dead. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and it's, it's, it's not gonna work. But I, I'm with you. Unless he goes to the Kashi station, uh, station to pick up some power converters, that thing's not flying. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. Not deep enough. No, I mean that, that, that's a very known whiny no, Luke I, line. I know. I know. Uh, I just, I was just, I came in expecting way more from the villains and even Luke Skywalker. Although Luke, I, I will say the Luke not being there was cool because it was like, oh, that's a cool thing that he did. Like that's a super Jedi thing. But, so what, what, what did you, uh, what did you guys? Was there anything that you disliked in the movie? I initially, for a second, I disliked Yoda. 
But then I love Yoda. Yeah. It took about two cool. seconds. I'm like, oh, no, they've got cartoon Yoda. And then I'm like, oh, no, they've that's got, like, gleeful, like, jokey yeah, Yoda. That's a puppet. Like, that's a puppet, puppet Yoda. Yeah. That's Yay. Frank Oz Yoda. And I don't that's know. not the old puppet. That's, like, a newer one of the newer puppets. And I don't know. It. Again, cool. like, Neff has watched too many superhero movies, and he's expecting people to, you know, move planets. I um, Or playing the, the Force Unleashed too much. I, or watch the Clone Wars show. I feel like maybe it's been a long time since I've seen Yoda in a way that I can appreciate him because Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi Yoda, man, he sounds so much like Fozzie Bear. Like I, <laughs> well, you know, to me, he, he, he sounded the same anyway. I mean, I know, but it's the same voice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Frank Oz only has like two voices, right? But it's like Bert and Ernie is, is Kermit and, and Fozzie, and you know, Yoda is Fozzie. But that's that's um. I don't know. I was really, really glad to see Yoda. I thought yeah. it was cool. I, I half expected when Luke tried to walk into the, the little tree vault there for Obi-Wan to come oh. out. So glad oh, he didn't. So glad do? he didn't. Yeah, they would have Rogue one him. Yeah, which or I'm glad they, they didn't do that. that. Or they would have... Uh, uh, they would have done what they did in Return of the Jedi. In the special edition. Special edition now, have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, now here's, here's when I get up and walk out of the theater. When Hayden Christensen walks out <laughs> oh, and says, son, gosh. don't do... I mean, could you imagine uh, boy, the is, absolute is, ire is, that, uh, that it would have, that would have oh, stirred up? For, who played uh, Anakin in the... Uh, special, not in the special edition. Uh, George, George, uh, Sebastian Shaw? George Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. George Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Eh, Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. One of them, sure. Yeah. If, if they, is he still alive? Nope. Well, no. Then the dude who's Darth Vader, the dude who's in the suit, who's the dude in the suit? Dave Prowse. Yeah, Dave. They could have had Dave. Who, or Sebastian Shaw was he the guy who just played him at the end of Jedi? Yeah, with the mask off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, no, that's that's who. Yeah, okay. you don't you get Dave never Prowse mind. come out there. It's like, oh, here's a tall guy that we've never ever seen before. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. But no, they would have, because of special edition, they would have had to have Anakin come out. It would have been Hayden Christensen. Oh, been so and, much and I would have, oh, there would just the. No, they wouldn't have to. No, no. Disney can do whatever they want now. Well, you, what are you just going to recast him? It's like George Clooney no, is they, Anakin Skywalker. No, they could have Peter Cushing did. They could have given. They no, could, I, they would have had to, but. Yeah. They could have, uh, with uh, Obi Wan, they could have just made it a voice and could have been, it could have been Ian McGregor. Why not have Ian McGregor's. Uh, Voice. Yeah, he's a pretty good. So, act. so like hold on. So you have you take exception to Luke Skywalker not being in the last battle, but yeah, you know what? Bring you and McGregor out. Why not? Like Neff, you are ridiculous. I do gotta say, personally, I prefer you, McGregor, over um, Allegheny. You are also ridiculous. But, but I love both but, of them. No, I'm not saying that Allegheny is subpar. I just. I really <sighs> like you McGregor. Well. Send your hateful comments to nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Care of Steve O. Supremo. Tell him why he's wrong, kids. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I just, I really like you McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was my favorite That's why he's going to be in the Obi-Wan movie. Christian, was there anything, was the best part was there anything Christian, that you did not like about this movie? Um, as I already stated, the whole thing with the Princess Leia and Going flying through space. That was a little ridiculous. Yeah. I, when I was I mean, watching, I was like, "That's kind of a cool thing." But that's, and I'm like, "That's a little." Y'all ridiculous. are so cynical. I mean, I'm I, I'm glad that she didn't die. It yeah. makes me happy no. that she didn't die. Yeah. But, but like, what, I didn't hate it. What are they going to do stupid. about that? Yeah. Like, if yeah, it was a little I, cheese ball. It was like, yeah. I'm gonna go watch this movie again uh, tomorrow, probably with my brother. And I'll see. I'll watch it again from a different perspective. Maybe I'll like the parts that I hate tonight. But right, as of right now, I still hate those parts. I think that you're definitely going to be in the minority when it comes to this conversation, Neff. I, I really feel like I you're, like the movie. I thought it was a cool movie. But it doesn't but those sound parts like you do. Made, you just keep those parts on it. made me angry because I, I was disappointed because I, like, I expected I, more. No, I, I, I'm going to continue to say Neff. I, I understand where you're coming from because I wanted to see. I, I, 
there might be progression. I'm going to actually be watching it tonight again in about an hour. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be paying very close attention and just trying to recall Kylo and, and Force Awakens because I, I did want to see some maturity, and I kind of felt like yes. I was just seeing the same Kylo from the first movie. Um, but once again, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, Neff. Um, I might not agree with it all, but I do see where you are coming from, and I can appreciate what you're saying. Let me just say one thing. If you want to define Kylo Ren's character in this movie, and if you need to, to justify the thing that I said earlier about Kylo being the most honest character in this movie, mm-hmm. and he is the most honest character. And I love that they painted out all of the other characters, even the good guys, as being flawed. Um, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron was flawed. I mean, he was, you know, can I go yeah, fly an X-Wing arc. and blow something up? I mean, they, they presented them as good, dynamic, flawed characters. What the crap do we know about Wedge Antilles? Nothing. You know, that he, except for that he's in a yeah, lot of battles. Quick. But no, no oh, if, sorry, if sorry, I may, yeah, please. Yeah, the, the, the way that you know that Kylo Ren is, an, is telling the truth from his perspective is the way that they told the story of his origin from his perspective. Mm. Yeah. They told, and, and this, this could be the theme of this movie when it comes to a character's arc, is that there's three sides to every story. Your cool. side, my side, and the truth. Now, this is a sermon preachable moment right here. But when Kylo Ren told the story, his version, although it was twisted, it was corrupted, was truer than Luke's version. Mm -hmm. Because Luke told the story of, oh, yeah, he turned and he attacked and I had to put him down. You know, he dropped a house on me because, you know, he's a jerk. And Kylo said, "Uh, yeah, no, he attacked me. He didn't tell you what really happened. And when you watch that moment when he tells the story, you can see a madness in Luke's eyes. Mm -hmm. And to Kylo, to Ben, that was absolutely true. He was not lying. He wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. And consider now. Now I'm going to cast it back to Empire Strikes Back, since we're mirroring the two universes. He is telling the truth from a certain perspective, mm-hmm. in the same way that oh, Vader's my father. I, excuse me. I guess that was that was Empire, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. No. Vader is your father. You know, when he when I said that, you know, Vader killed your father, I was telling you the truth from a certain perspective. Mm. So it, it's the same thing. There is your side, my side, and the truth. Kylo Ren is the most honest character in this movie, and that's what makes him so dangerous. He is a villain with conviction. He's a villain that really believes the Kool-Aid that he's serving. And when he thinks, when he extends his hand to Rey, this isn't, and I think that Vader, they tried to do this with Vader, but it wasn't as solid. They really gave this guy a worldview. They gave him a moral compass, even though his compass does not point to true north, and he lives and dies by it. He kills by it, and he saves by it. And when he is reaching his hand out to Rey, he truly believes that he's helping her, that he's saving her. This isn't just one more Sith trying to raise up a, 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 a apprentice uh, so that they can kill the next one because there can only be two. You know, this is one guy saying, look, nobody understands what you're going through except for me. We can help each other. Now, doesn't he say to her, can I, uh, why, like, don't, why don't you see or can't you see? Like, doesn't he say something along those lines, like, why don't you see it the way I see it? Yeah, and that's the thing. He really believes what he's saying. He is an honest character. And again, that's what makes him so dangerous, is when you have a villain that that just wants to watch the world burn, that's one way to tell the story. When you have a villain who's just evil for the sake of being evil, and he's just twisting his mustache and going, pew, pew, pew. Stanley Whiplash. But this guy is a guy who really thinks that he's saving the world, and that makes him the best villain that there is and that's awesome to me that's awesome to me uh ray 
There, I like the uh, the thing where she's having the vision and like it's. I feel you going into the darkness, and it was like, ooh, Rhea's got a little little dark side in her. Like, ooh. Yeah. What about that uh, that weird like mirror wall Chronicles of Narnia? I don't know kind what that was all about. What was all, what was all that? But I kind of, it was it was a cool it was a cool visual. Is, is it any more is it any more weird than Luke going and fighting Ghost Vader on Dagobah? Him. But it's his face in the mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly the, that dark side journey is all about trippy well, visuals and fog machines. That's what I thought it was going to be. I thought she was going to go down and it was going to be like Kylo Ren wearing the mask. And then she but it's really Kylo her. That's really her. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad. listen. I'm just glad that they're not like cousins or something stupid like that. As that, far as we know, yeah, because she's from nobody. They put that <laughs> thing to bed. And listen, as, as I think that's a swerve. I don't think it's a swerve. It I think it's the be. only good answer because, uh, and I was so frustrated about this when when the first movie came out because so many people were like, "She's Obi Wan's kid," because we heard Obi Wan say, "You're taking your first step," and or or she's Luke Skywalker's kid. Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade, and Luke's all mad because Kylo killed Mara Jade. That's what I think. Like all of those theories, somebody had to be right, and and as soon as that would have happened, they would have said, "See, told you." This was the best way to do it. Yeah, she's nobody of any consequence. That was the thing. That was her illusion, and she's known it the whole time. I'm Kylo Ren, and I'm here to tell you truth. You've always known. You're little orphan Annie. You've been waiting for your parents to come, but no one is coming. You've been holding on to hope in nothing. Let me give you hope in something. Let me give you hope in order. It's dangerous, man. Kylo's fantastic, and the dynamic of those two characters is fantastic. Order, uh, the first order, and that's but that's what the first order is. I mean, if you if you read and, and in the books they, they go beyond it, but the first order the, in, in the Phasma book, there's a character called um, uh, Cardinal, and he was the leader of the stormtroopers before Phasma came along, and he wears a, a stormtrooper suit that's all red. And, um, That's cool. And, and they, in his internal monologue, you can hear like his real thoughts about the First Order is, yeah, we're here to save the universe. Yeah. We're not here just to just dark side, something, 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 dark side, blowing up Alderaan. Like when they have all those troops out there, these aren't clones. You know, granted, some of them are, you know, absconded away as children and given, you know, serial numbers and whatnot. But when when they say we're bringing order to the universe, look, they really believe it. They have they have bought it hook, line and sinker. Um, so I don't know. I think it's I, I, I think that that makes them much more compelling villain than let's blow up planets. They never really went into the details. Uh, they you know the, the the best explanation that we ever got for the empire was what do people with power want more power and they want to hold on to their power. Got to rule the galaxy. Are you are you glad in the same way then going by like we got an answer for Ray that we didn't get an answer for not who Snoke was but like who exactly he is like. Could, why is he so powerful? Why did he is he look different now? to you in this movie? He definitely did. Eyeballs. It wasn't as radical as it was from the, the Emperor from Empire to yeah. Jedi in the original yeah. theatrical versions. But, but it was well, it was it different. Was also, he was also a hologram in the last one. We never saw him in person. Yeah, but he looks. But so, no, even like his mouth was different with like the sinewy on his face. I mean, they they yeah. changed his face the big so scar. Wide. The big scar that he had was not as pronounced in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was cool. And you know what? Maybe they will go back and they'll reveal it, or maybe they'll reveal it in. Another maybe form of media. he's not dead yet. Maybe he's still alive. Like, he's, no, what if he's, he's what dead. if they bring his legs back, <laughs> but they sew Darth Maul's top to him, <laughs> so he's, and he could be Maul Snoke. <laughs> Moke. Maul Snoke. Sitting off the Maul Santa. Darth Snow. Well, we are we are reaching the end of our little journey here. Uh, we're gonna check. Uh, we uh, one last one last run around the the horn here. So final thoughts. Give it. Let's give it a um, 
Uh, let's give it a rating, uh, one out of ten. Tell me what you guys think, starting with uh, Jackie. Nine point five. Nine five. That's wow. Okay. Steven. An eight point seven. Okay. Uh, specific. Okay. I'll give it a seven point five, maybe an eight. Boy, for someone who hated the movie so much, I hated parts of the movie. Yeah, but that's you all talked you talked about. about it with it. Such disdain. It's because I really hated no, those but, parts. No, no, but you talked about that much more passionately than you talked about how much you liked it. I really hated those parts. And yeah, I, it was well, hard so then you really. But if you talk about how much you hate something, that means you hate something, not that you like something. EJ, I give it an eight. Eight, Christian. Um, seven point eight. Okay, <laughs> strange. But that's still way above average. Don't. Hate on me. I'm, I'm not going to hate on it. I, I, I'm sort of going to be the polar opposite of F here. There were parts of that movie that I really, really liked. I really, really liked. I don't think it kept the ball in the air as much. To me, The Force Awakens was a better Star Wars movie. Yes. And I don't know if it was just because it felt more Star Warsy. And this one kind of felt like, okay, we have a little bit of Lord of the Rings influence here. Take and it in a new direction. Like the battle at the end kind of felt a little Helm's Deepish. And then, and I understand all these things draw. The original Star Wars drew from Buck Rogers and all the other old serials. I mean, I get it. There's influence there. So I'm not mad at that. It doesn't diminish it. But I felt like it wasn't as Star Warsy. As, as it could have been. I did like the new characters. I liked Rose, uh, that she was a, a worthy addition. Uh, I, I like Benicio Del Toro's character. I hope we see him again. He's interesting. I, I do. I, I would, he's a redeem himself. Uh, no, I think that he. I think that he wasn't bad. He wasn't. That's the thing about this movie is it, it's not about right or wrong, black or yeah. white. It's he was just doing what seemed right to him. Yeah, like Finn. Finn even said, "What if you're wrong?" He said, "Maybe." Maybe. I mean, he, he is wrong, but he's but he's doing business. That's he's just thing. that's the cost of doing business. That's how he is. Yeah, and and you know, but, but that makes him an interesting character. That was a great answer, by the way. I love that when he said, "Maybe I am wrong." Yeah, I was like, "That's a great answer. Good, good character." So uh, the high moments were really high for me. I mm-hmm. love I love Poe Dameron. Like, dude, I'm I'm never gonna get sick of watching an X-wing do damage. Never gonna get mad at that. I loved Ray. Man, just how? Why do I just love Ray so much? I liked Kylo Ren a lot more in this movie than I liked him in the first one. I felt yeah. like he was way more relatable, mm-hmm. way more sympathetic, um, and maybe it's just because we saw his face more. Even though Adam Driver's face still weirds me out a little bit. Okay, wait. Wow. What about that girl that she was uh, part of the, the? She was like all nose. Like, like I'm not trying to be oh, superficial yeah, here. Yeah, 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 she was part yeah. of like the Resistance bridge crew. Oh, we she, know exactly. She was Laura Dern's like right hand girl, and she she looked like she had a bird face. I'm not look. I don't judge people based on whatever. But at first, I was like, wow, she has got a. Like wow, she has good, very dynamic. When they good say, facial features. When they say to the her. bridge, they mean the bridge of her nose. Oh man, it was like good for her, dude. Like that's got to be hard to get jobs and and yeah. acting with that. So good for good for her. Um, but I I really like the characters. Poe Dameron, still love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing in this movie made me dislike him. I actually liked him more for his flaws. Mm-hmm. And again, what did Yoda say? You know, we learn more from our failures. Mm, there was good. there was a what what did he say? Or he said like. Uh, Failure is the greatest teacher or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, that was a great line. Yeah. And I love that I mean, even when Luke went, I, I got to go get those books. He's like, page turners, they are not. Yes. <laughs> wait, like, wait, what is wait. the word page turner in your books? The books were in the Millennium Falcon. So when did they go in there? Ray took them. Ray took them. Yeah, Ray definitely took them. And of course, Yoda would have known that. But he had to teach that lesson to Luke. He had to say, look, Luke. And he's like, I'm going to burn this thing down. And he sees him. He's like, and he's like, oh, I'll burn it for you. By the way, Yoda's so powerful from when he, from beyond the grave, he's, he does a lightning I, bolt. I have been dead for 40 years, but lightning! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Oh, did, okay, real quick. 
did Jeff did Jeff Porkins die again? Yeah, uh, dude, I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, How many twelve seconds into an X-wing fight, they killed the fat guy. <laughs> there, there goes <laughs> Jeff Porkins the third. Cannot keep a <laughs> really fat guy alive. Kids, Jeff Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> he probably dies a horrible death. What do you mean, Daddy? Nothing. <laughs> Jeff He's Porkins. The, the Porkins family is like the Lieutenant Dan's of the Star Wars <laughs> universe. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. I thought you, you interrupted me saying that to say that. You don't know how angry that makes me. Why the Porkins ice cream? <laughs> I I can read everything. Now tell me where the island is. Uh, you ain't got no legs, Jet Porkins. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Snoke. <laughs> oh, Snoke no. is Jack Porkins! <laughs> I knew what a twist. What a twist. <laughs> and he had to kill his own grandson. Just like how Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Well, we're about out of time. Let us know what you think about Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode 8. Was it good or was it great? Uh, you can connect with us across all the social media, usual suspects, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat at nerdofgodcast. You can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com or uh, read our blog at nerdofgodcast.com. We would love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. If you'd like to leave us a little shout-out, you can do that by calling our Nerd of Godcast hotline line that's area code 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T that's 760-NOGCAST uh, in fact we did have one call Cameron is from a um, uh, another nerd podcast I believe it's called First Geek 411 a uh, podcast based out of Connecticut if I'm not mistaken and uh, we're going to let him uh, close this thing out tonight with a little review of his own so uh, without further ado take it away Cameron Hey, this is Cameron from First Geek 411, um, calling in from Connecticut. Awesome to say. Um, I got to go see Last Jedi last night. Loved it. Um, there were some slight pacing issues with um, I had with one of the, the storylines, but um, without getting into spoilers, I don't know if we can really talk about that. But overall, I loved it. I loved the humor, um, just kind of how the how the movie as a whole starts off and, and with some a little bit of humor. Um, but doesn't get into the, like, Jar Jar Binks-esque um, humor that we saw in episode one. Um, but all in all, there was, there was that. There was the really good, um, like, effects and shots and stuff like that, that um, especially as we got towards the end of the movie. Um, I don't want to, again, go into those for the sake of spoilers, but um, I love getting to see some of what the Resistance is up to. And then... Obviously, all of the uh, the stuff that happens around the Force and the Jedi and getting some more background to, to what's happened since um, Return of the Jedi and what happened with Luke and his Padawans and stuff like that. So overall, great movie. Loved it. Can't wait to, to hear what y'all have to say. Have a nice night. Anybody else think that? Thank you, Cameron. Anybody else think that General Hugs got a little bit neutered at the beginning <laughs> when, he, when Poe Dameron's talking about his, like, oh my God, that was there, so and then, like, because... Hux is so serious. Yeah, the whole movie. he's like, can he can he hear me? So yeah, can you hear me? Do, do you it's think? Do you yeah, think yeah, that, I'm holding for. He needs sprint. Was this um was this a new thing? Was this Marvel levels of, of comedy in a Star Wars movie? Yeah, this was to me the funniest yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Like, movie. I wouldn't yeah. say it was a funny movie, no, but no. I would agree that it's definitely the funniest. But sometimes Star Wars movie. it felt a little out of place yes. with well, the characters. A little well, they forced. <laughs> they start. They started. Don't get salty. They started in Force like Awakens. Like the planet that they were on. Thanks, Netflix. In Force that. Awakens, when they're doing this whole thing and they bring Poe Dameron in front of Kylo, and Poe Dameron's like, "Who talks first? Do I talk first or you talk yeah. first?" Yeah. Like they definitely well, introduce fine. into yeah, this yeah. trilogy. They're introducing more comedy, but this one definitely 
even though there wasn't a lot, it wasn't Thor Ragnarok level. No, 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 I, no, no and no, I no. like I like that Poe Dameron is like sarcastic as a part of his it. personality, yeah, and even even it. the whole dialogue with Leo where she's like, you can't just jump in an X wing and blow stuff up. He's like, um, can I go jump in an X wing and blow stuff up? Yeah. Like, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You know, like there was there was that was good moment and made it feel more real. It didn't make it seem super forced. Um, the one like there was a couple little moments where it's like, ah, eh, uh, here. Da, 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 da. I'm holding a lightsaber out. My arm's really tired. I've been holding it for two years. He takes the lightsaber, and just throws it. Oh, throws yeah. it away. I saw, okay, that oh, thought that that's gonna be memed so hard. Yeah, I, I imagine Mark Hamill had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just I felt like okay, that was Army, unnecessarily silly. Part of me was yeah. expecting him to go. There was a hand. Did you get that too? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if they did that. It's like, like no, no, they already got one. Star Wars listening to their audience. But in this, in that, in that sense, also, I mean, even in the sense of uh, who is Snoke and who are Pad, or Padme, who are Ray's parents, are um, like, it, it, like this whole buildup. I feel like this movie was a little, a teeny bit dismissive of the Force Awakens. Like, okay, those all things were good, but we're not going to talk about those anymore. Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. yeah. So, But I, I didn't think the humor was overkill, but there was just a couple moments where I thought, eh, I don't know that that was necessary at, at this moment. But, like BB-8 um, blowing out its gun. Yeah. A little, <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, that was kind of cute. That was but awesome. I will tell you this. I love BB-8, and he can do no wrong. He's my little precious. Uh, <laughs> she. Oh, that's right. BB-8 is a girl. It, that's, it's a I robot. Think, I don't think so. It's a robot. I love that he did the little belly Yes, rubs. I was. I love that oh, when yeah. he, he like rubbed it like a dog. When yeah. I was like, "Where's my droid? There you are, buddy." There's, there's my baby. I like, I like when he's rolling around because he doesn't have a head and he has to like <laughs> find his. <laughs> that's that's how I'm gonna greet Neff from now on. It's just how you do it, buddy. And that's how you do the question. <laughs> Jackie. Um, we'll, we'll, cl- we'll close out with this before we leave. So we're gonna leave out with a little little tune from Eric Stevens' Star Wars theme. But before we do. Um, who do you ship harder in this movie, Kylo and Rey or uh, Rose and Finn? Neither Rose of them. I made a list on the way back from the theater, and I used emojis to describe <laughs> it. And both emojis for both of those ships were not happy ones. No, not happy I ones. don't like it. I mean, I Rose definitely it. kissed Finn. She did. She, but I mean, he, but he, was, he, he might not have kissed her back. Yeah, but he, no. he still got a he thing did. for, for Ray. Oh, yeah. And did you see the side eye that Ray gave? Oh, yeah. Like, she was tucking when, um, when they, yeah, they're hugging at the yeah. end. But what about... She's but like, oh. My man, thing was like... That girl? My thing was on? like when Ray was like... My first... Poe Dameron for the first time. I was like... Yeah. Oh, that, they Ooh, definitely like, said... So that's oh, the one. Hey. Ray, she's like, hi, I'm Poe Dameron. Yeah. And she's like... Let me, sta- let me stare at you for just a second longer. Oh, so I was like, I don't, that's the one I'm behind. I, don't, I, I don't, like that. I don't see Ray and Finn. Finn may have a, have a little thing for Ray, but I, I, I see Ray towards Finn being more platonic as this is the first that's person who has ever cared about me. Mm-hmm. And I was Finn trying to understand a smile. They did a close-up of the smile when she was doing the whole rock thing and they came out of the, the yeah. cavern and then they hugged. Like what kind of smile was that? Well, you, so that was a brother. Last time she right. last time she saw him, yeah. he was in a what yeah. a back to tank or he yeah. he was well, basically he back to suit. He had been, he'd been sliced in half leaking. by a lightsaber. Yeah. The, only person, the only person who knows how he really how she really feels is Chewbacca, and the only person I can understand Chewbacca now is Ray. I love that. <laughs> I love that she's like tell Finn. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> There's yep, two people that are like, "That's Chewie." What is dead and what is Ray? She's yeah. like a little female Han. But I think I think Rose kissed uh, Finn because maybe this is the first person once again that's ever kind of noticed her. 
but I think she thought she was dying, so might as well get one before Yolo. I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, she definitely. I think she definitely has a, a sweet spot for him yeah. because you know that's what she's like. She's like, we don't, we don't win this war by attacking what we hate. And we win this war by protecting what we yeah. love. Although I like that, but I do, I do kind of like, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they didn't go through with it. That Finn, who has been notorious, I guess, for not running away. But for kind of trying to take the easy way out yeah. with the First Order, he tried to do it in Force Awakens mm-hmm. after he left the First Order to go somewhere else, and he tried to do it in this one. Even though he did it with good intentions, he tried to do it in this one, that he was like, I'm not going to run away. Everyone else is left. Yeah. I'm going to end this by sacrificing myself. Wow. And, then, and then Rose yeah. kind of stopped that by sacrificing herself, too. Mm-hmm. But I like that in his mind, Finn was going to end it by, by not running away. I would have really liked it if Finn had ended up actually sacrificing himself, because I was like, oh, they're going to actually kill off a character? Good on you. I was conflicted. Yeah, they killed off. Some, uh, they killed off Han Solo last uh, time. I know, they killed, they saying, killed but, off Snoke, and but then these they are killed old, off Phasma. Uh, they killed off Snoke and Phasma. Nef, you have a shirt on, and it's a uh, it's a Daft Punk reference. It's got half of Kylo Ren's helmet, which no longer exists in the Star Wars universe, mm, and half of Captain Phasma's helmet, which even if she lives, definitely doesn't have that it. eye on well, it. And it's on this side too. Yeah, so it is on that. Side. I think That's that it's hole. time to retire that shirt. Well, it's got uh, holes in it. It's, it's about time. It's yeah, I think like it's seen better pie. days. I'll burn it in a, in a ball of flame in the bottom of a star destroyer. All right. Well, that's been us for the Nerdy Godcast. Let us know what you think about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, we thank you so much. We'll be back in uh, just a few days with some more episodes, stuff. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. That is a great way for you to help us keep this party rocking. And uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe across all the social media platforms. Uh, go follow us on YouTube. Do all the good things. We love you. We bless you. And uh, go see Star Wars. Here's 20 bucks. Go see a Star Wars. Um, and now, uh, plan us out tonight. It's Eric Steven. Heart pounding in my chest. Am I the last one left? If yes, I got nothing to lose, so I'll embrace my death. I take a deep breath as I step on the battlefield. Fully armor, sword in hand, and faith is my shield. If I'm the last, then I'm going down swinging. Walk we'll right screaming. The saint full the screamers. Angels and saints singing. You demons, who deceiving us? The end of your season. At the return of Lord Jesus, you'll believe and believe it. I mean it. The riddance to venom and all that. Team, predict